Today's episode is from a new podcast I have started to co-host called Drive to Wealth. Check it out. Your brain don't think of survival mode. Once you are in survival mode, you are not as creative as you should be in order to start your own business. Um, but yeah, you have that peace of mind that you can survive for a certain amount of time, which is highly recommended. Do you need 12 months? Of course not. So, do you want to start us off? Because you actually came up with this idea. Uh, yes, I would love to. I would love to. So, first and foremost, I am, if it comes down to finances, I was very, um, I had a very negative mindset towards it because I always thought I need to have money to get started. And then I thought, okay, maybe I need to get a loan or something. Maybe I need to quit my job entirely and just do everything at once. And so I was just like getting ahead. And while starting my, my agency, I found out, okay, there are multiple ways how you can do it. Uh, some people like to quit and just burn all the bridges and go for it. It really depends on the person. But the way how I got to this topic in uh, this episode now or related to this episode is... One of my friends, she wants to start a business and uh, she's a chef, so she wants to get started. And we had a conversation of what is what is that one thing that she think is uh, lacking? And so she was like listing a few things and one of them was business finance. And then I was thinking, okay, so how good do you know or how much do you know about business finance? And then she was just responding as anybody responds, really, uh, including myself back then. Um, you know, I get along. You know, I know I know enough, but I think there's lots of room of improvement uh, necessary. I was like, okay, so if you put a yes, you know exactly what you're doing, or no, you do not know what you're doing. Um, where do you put yourself in? Like, in which bucket do you go? Like, one extreme or the other? And quickly she started laughing because she was like, I guess more into the I don't know anything about business finance bucket. And I went, <laughs> that just showed me that, okay, so first off, people are very afraid of admitting that they don't know about finances because mm -hmm. finances is essentially important to make a way of living. Um, you will be able to afford your life the way how you want it, right? And the moment you say, I don't know anything about the finance world, you put yourself so much lower in, in value in your own head. It's not perceived. It's what you put yourself in. And this is exactly what we had the conversation on where I noticed, okay, so first step was admitting that you don't know. And then second thing is what exactly don't you know? Because math is not essentially finances. But uh, you put something down there. So explain why you said uh, bad math does not matter if you want to do, you know. Yeah, counted. so finances and maths really, in terms of finance, so maths, it, it is related, but it's not like, oh, you can't do, I don't know, standard deviation and you can't do what mental maths. It doesn't mean you're, you're immediately bad at finances. 
Finances is arguably easier than maths because there's something actually there which you can actually understand. Okay, I've got this money in and this money's going out. You can see that actually happening. Um, and also, you use a calculator. Look, here we go. Trusty calculator. I always have, I've got two of these calculators and one um, sort of has like a little like <laughs> way so you open it like that. So when you, you bust out the calculator out your top pocket or your breast pocket, you'd be like, you're like ready to do some quick maths. Okay, um, there you go. But yeah, you use a calculator all the time. I have one of those which I keep on my desk and I have one that I keep in my bag and I take it with me everywhere. So. Anytime I need to do some calculations, yeah, the phone one is good, but you can't do like brackets and stuff like that. If you actually get a bit more comfortable with math, a bit more comfortable with finances, you'll be able to do essentially what is multiple calculations in one calculation. Um, but what I've seen, uh, generally speaking, in the UK especially, is um, I don't have too, I'll admit, it, I don't have too much experience in other countries as to what the culture is, what the mentality is in terms of maths and finance. But immediately what you will find in this country is I'm broke. I need to wait until payday. And the second thing is I'm bad at maths. Now, firstly, as soon as you say I'm broke and I'm bad at maths, you're already admitting you're basically already affirming and saying that, you know, you're not going to take any action towards improving yourself in that in that matter. And which you should, because, you know, if you don't know how to use money, how do you expect to buy food or anything for that matter? Things that you want and things that you need. Um, so don't say you're bad at maths and then run away because this is what many people do is they'll be like, I'm bad at maths and then just draw a massive line and say, I'm not going to deal with that. Um, which is really not the way to go about things. Like you were saying, the first thing is exactly like, you know, admitting maybe there's a gap in knowledge here. Um, and that doesn't just go for finances, it goes for anything. So it, whatever your industry is, even if it's across multiple industries. So, for example, you would look at, uh, I'll just name a few industries. So you say like, you know, um, law, accounting, um, real estate, stock market, um, even carpentry. So say you took these five things, you understand first, there's a gap in knowledge. I don't know how to do carpentry. Maybe I can do law, but I can't do carpentry. Right, then do I actually need to go and learn this or is it okay to just hire someone to go and do this for me? Um, but in terms of finances, this is something that you need a basic level of understanding. Um, it is essentially the breathing of the society that we are in today. Without finances, without money, society would collapse because people couldn't eat. You wouldn't be able to, you have to go revert back to the barter system and I'd be like, well, I want a pizza today. Go to the pizza shop, say, oh, would you like to take a load of double A batteries for this? They'll be like, no, actually, we want, we want a rug from Egypt. So then what do I have to do? Go to Egypt, swap the batteries for a rug? Then no, then they want something else, you know. So it makes it very difficult. But you need some level of basic understanding. Don't run away from it. It's something that you can always learn. There's many, many, um, you know, resources out there to learn how to manage your own finances. I think business finances in particular comes from man being able to manage your own personal stuff, right? It, it definitely is. And I, I, I need to, we, we need to set here the expectation of this episode here. What my, what my goal is, what our goal is for this episode is I, we want you to understand 
what businesses like what finance what understanding finances does to you when you want to start your side hustle your business you need to have the understanding and this is something we try to get you today is um you will be like answer those questions do i need to quit my job to to get to starting the business or do i need to lend money to get to start to my business or um can i just start with nothing and scratch or do i need a certain amount of money to get started those are the real questions in terms of what you will need in order to start and then also what you will need to maintain your site mm. hustle because I, but the thing is with those questions is that they really are terrible questions because each one of those questions the answer is it depends you know it's a massive sliding scale and through education is exactly how you will find the answer that suits you personally yeah and that's why niche in your own business exactly and that's why we want to give you principles that always applies to the matter of fact it's not that you that i say okay you need 10k to start your project because if you want to get into manufacturing processes you need more than 10k you need essentially hundreds of thousands of dollars to have the manufacturing processes in place and software and whatever but if you want to have an e-commerce dropshipping course you don't need 10,000 you need maybe 5,000 but there's always a principle that you can rely on and this is something I want to get to today that's the goal for this episode so um and i can't tell you why because after my conversation with my friend she wants to start the, the the restaurant stuff and then i was asking her so what is the like what's what's like bringing up questions what is this thing that tells you i don't know anything about finances and the main thing was to actually support her employees when she's hiring people so now, see, this is the, 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 the variable that I did not know. I don't have essentially employees. I have contractors. So I only pay them if I have projects. In her case, she would need to hire people. And so this is a fixed cost on her side. And one of her standards or values is to take care of their employees, which is, first of all, very rare here in the United States. <laughs> uh, employers. <laughs> don't really much care about you but uh, this is like her one of her major keys that she says okay once she hires someone she wants to take care of that one particular person uh, full with uh, retirement plans and full coverage in healthcare like all those those good things and intentions which is good but that brings also cost with it and that's why she said I don't know that much because I don't know what I need to to pay in terms of um the location we are in um the taxes how this works in related in relation to business or yeah does it make sense yeah okay so this is the thing is that there's a massive gaping hole of knowledge where you're like where do i even start so we will give you some principles and essentially try and push you on the journey to understanding finances we can't give you oh for definite it's going to cost xyz 
because like I said before, it's a massive sliding scale. It is literally just like, it really does depend. And we want to give advice that could work essentially all over the world uh, and pretty much at any time period as well, unless suddenly something drastic happens. Um, yeah. So in terms of business finances, if you are there and you are thinking, I want to start a business, but actually I'm scared because I don't know about finances. Or it could be anything, actually. The first step is obviously to admit and understand that you don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then the second stage is to start learning, right? And learn enough so that if you do then hire an accountant, you can verify or understand what they are doing. And you are basically just doing paying them so that you don't have to do it. Now, I'm not saying read the 7,000 pages of taxes and all this crap, or something, or 70,000, I think it is, 70,000 pages of tax documents in the UK. I'm saying just have a basic understanding. It really doesn't take too long to understand. Uh, while tax can, it's one of those things where it's like, people say maths, and people start saying it's getting sweaty palms, and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, maths, he just said maths. It's the same thing with tax. They're like, oh my God, tax, oh my God. Um, but it's really not that difficult. There's like, you know, a few basic sets of income uh, sets of tax depending on how it the entity is what type of like is it a person is it a partnership and that kind of thing is it a company what type of company is it um obviously this will vary from country to country but the basics will there will be some basics that are very simple and easy to comprehend and half of the stuff won't actually even matter to you but then you can then use the account for specific tax reliefs you can use the accountant to um, ask for advice. And this is, I have an account. I'm an accountant, but I have an account. Why? Because I understand that I know maybe 80% of the stuff, but that other 20% is what's going to save me thousands in tax. Yeah. So I will rely, I will rely on the professionals, but then also I have a level of understanding to understand whether they're doing their job or not. Yeah. So let's, let's go with that. Um, in order to find out, what would you what would you say is the first step towards uh so despite addressing and admitting that you don't know and despite the education part what do you think is the most important thing that you need to find out first the first step is is actually it's funny because it doesn't tackle business finances straight away is it's understanding your personal finances that is the first step is understand exactly what is going in and what is going out and then also do monthly management accounts i cannot recommend enough to look at you look at your bank account every single month um have i been paid the right amount is some random people trying to take money out of my account like you know there's that meme about apple like literally you do nothing and then suddenly they charge you like a hundred dollars on your card and you're like where's this come from and actually every single time that's happened it's actually been my younger brother buying crap on the app store. Um, and then he's got permission from someone else, like, but then it gets charged to my card. So I look at it, I'm like, what, 45 pound? What? <laughs> but anyway, so you want to understand. And then there's like, you want to understand exactly what's going in and out. A lot of people have got subscriptions that they never use, gym subscriptions that they never use, 30 pound every single month going yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, TV subscription, magazine subscriptions. You can, you go, you do a massive once over, right? First, you understand what's going in and out. Uh, and then you can cancel all these standing orders, all of these direct debits. Essentially what those are, is just monthly payments every single month. 
Um, I won't get into the difference between those two, but um, what you want to have is an understanding of your own personal finances. Once you have that basic understanding, um, then you will have a much better base to understand what's happening in the business. And we will un we will list later on. We'll list some like um, general costs that you may face, just to point you in the right direction. Yeah, um, but I want to emphasize. Yeah, yeah, go on. Okay. Uh, so what I would say, the first step, I agree with you, your personal finance, um, more in particular related to our last episode, uh, asking the right questions. Uh, you need to ask questions. Be comfortable with just asking random, stupid, dumb-ass questions. And I say stupid, dumb-ass questions because, believe it or not, most people don't even ask those, even though they don't know those answers, like the answers to those dumbass questions. And so that's why just ask them. If you have the question, no matter how silly it sounds, if you don't know, you want to find out. That's why you ask. And if someone is just putting into your bad lighting of saying, oh, man, that sounds really dumb. First off, you know their personality because they now show their real themselves, like they show themselves without the mask and second is you know now how to like get rid of those people because this is not supportive um second thing is understand the base level of your personal finance again and what does mean what this actually means is just understand what you what your expenses are versus your income this is basically how do you define your baseline and the same goes for your business so always find out your baseline of where you are or mm. where you need to be cost versus um income always i think this is a nice principle to live by um yeah because you will always be I on think... top of your cost expenses and you will always have your income uh, no matter if it's mm. uh, irregular 100%. or not you just know you need to match your cost so there's not I would say there's no gray zone. There's no gray zone of slipping under your cost because your baseline is your cost essentially. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, and I think it really is summed up in basically saying that you cannot ever expect to manage anything without measuring it or monitoring. It. Yeah. So, in a very basic example, if you're trying to lose weight. If you're not measuring your weight, how the hell do you know if you've lost weight or gained weight? Or if you're not measuring what you're eating, the exercise and everything, you know? Yeah. So you cannot manage what you do not monitor or measure. Yeah. Uh, in terms of understanding the baseline of your fi of your personal finances, so there may be a lot of people that, yeah, they'll burn the bridge and they'll take that leap of faith into making their own business. So in that terms, you need to have a runway of your own personal expenses. How are you going to do that? Well, first, you need to understand what your own personal expenses are, how much you spend every single month, and then work. If you're working currently in a job, you want to have savings of like, what, three to six months, maybe a year's worth of expenses, maybe more if possible, um, because at the end of the day, you don't know, depending on the business, of course, yeah. you don't know how long it is until you're going to get your first dollar. Yeah, I agree. And uh, there's also so you a need nice a runway. Yeah, I agree. There is a nice way of putting it which I came across from one of the reels I've been like seeing on my feed by, <laughs> on my feed. Um and he was basically just saying 
if you have 12 months of your base level, and when he talked about base, it, it meant your really needs of food, shelter, and that's basically it. Uh, food, shelter, water, and sleep. So if you have this, um, this is your base, have 12 months of it, and then you can burn all the bridges. That's what he did. I, mm. For some reason, I can confirm this now because I did live on credit cards for 12 months. <laughs> uh, it, 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 without a doubt, it actually does help you to have your brain don't think of survival mode. Once you are in survival mode, you are not as creative as you should be in order to start your own business. Um, but yeah, you have that peace of mind that you can survive for a certain amount of time, which is highly recommended. Do you need 12 months? Of course not. Um, that's just a nice, simple way of considering your mental health into this. Um, depends on the personality, I would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are sort of, like I said, again, it's, it does come down to the sliding scale idea. Yeah. Is that you don't have to, you could get a part-time job, right? Or you could reduce your hours, right? Or you could still keep the job, but then do the side hustle in, until the side hustle becomes the main hustle, which is actually what I did, is I was working actually multiple jobs yeah. and had a side hustle and was studying as well. Um, and then, you know, somehow that side hustle actually managed to make a bit of money. Which yeah. is great. <laughs> um, so, okay. So then, you know, that's great. So we understand in terms of your personal finances, we understand that your personal expenses, we understand that you may need a runway on that. Um, so in terms of now we're actually ready to look at business finances. Yeah. Now you will use all of the skills in understanding your basically your monthly accounts or your monthly profit and loss. Now, profit and loss is not something scary. It's just exactly what it sounds like. Did you make a profit this month or did you make a loss? Or in the year or whatever the accounting period is or whatever the period is that you set. Yeah. So now you've got a business idea and you want to basically understand how much this is going to cost to start. And the idea here is, of course, research. But don't research for so many years that you never take action. And you think, oh, just if I need a little bit more information. So there's a balance, right? is you don't want to be stuck in, well, what do they call it? Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. So you are basically paralyzed because you're analyzing all the time and you're not doing anything. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so you can get a basic idea on that type of business through either networking, if you can, um, you better Googling, um and finding you can even look at public companies and what you can do is you can look at it in terms of uh, as much as you can and analyze their own profit and loss statement you can look at it as much as you can in terms of costs per revenue so cost per hundred dollars of revenue right because you may not be making 10 million pounds because the, the public companies are the ones that you can see the profit and loss statement mm -hmm. uh, the detailed profit and loss statement that is in the UK, private companies, you can see their accounts, but they are micro-entity accounts, which you can only see a balance sheet. won't get it into it too much, but that doesn't tell you what you need to know, i.e. income and expenses. So 
you can sort of break that down and you can say, okay, they spent this much on rent and this is their revenue. Now, okay, you make a logic test. Am I renting a shop? Or they say, oh, accountancy fees, logic test. Again, you can find what accountancy fees generally would cost and they're not, they don't have to be that huge. Um, and then, you know, other costs like staff and things like that. So you can start to get a rough idea through a bit of Googling, bit of talking to people, bit of looking at public companies, um, you can get a rough idea. The basic costs, should you want to run through the basic costs? Um, I would basically just say before, before we go into the basic cost, uh, I would say I would even, I wouldn't even do this much of, uh, analysis anymore. Um, now, since I did all this, I realized when it comes down to you, always get quotes on your idea right now. And that's all you need to know. For example, in my case, uh, starting an agency, do I need an office? No. Um, do I need software? Yes. What kind of software? Do I need multiple software? So mm -hmm. I, I got like quotes for each software just for the worst worst case. And uh, when I say that, it's just all the fancy bills and bells and whistles, and uh, just to make sure that I have everything possible, and then I can narrow it down to maybe just the bare minimum. Um, but I always get like quotes. I even did this yeah. for an office space just to see how much it would cost me to actually have an office. Um, but that just allows me to see this would be my personal cost, that that would be my cost towards my idea. When I look at, because I did this too, when I looked at bigger companies and corporations that are publicly traded, um, they have expenses you just, you've never heard about. And so it's hard to relate this to your idea right now because you don't make any money right now but then the bigger corporations have like those huge expenses um, that's why just get quotes on really those things that you need on your operation so do you need a place or like a brick and mortar do you need employees um, put like electricity and stuff like that ask your uh, the person who is trying to sell you the the rental place if you need it um, if not, just, you know, Google is your best friend. <laughs> um, and then yeah, make an estimate and things like that. Yeah. An educated estimate. But that's, a, yeah, exactly. You want to go out there and find the the rough costs. And I think that for some industries, it's obviously easier than other industries. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's 100% doable. Yeah. Um, and you just use a bit of logic, right? Okay. Oh, my business is in uh i don't know selling ironing boards what do i need to buy ironing boards what's my cost going to be yeah. the purchase of the ironing boards right and then sell them on yeah um and you want to you want to always do this sort of you know accounting and finance is like a lot of it is just logic so when you're looking at the business and understanding will it make money the logic there is the income needs to be more than the expenses so it's as simple as that yeah. To make money, you want to bring in more than you're pushing out. And don't forget about taxes and stuff. But um, you can you know, do basic logic tests when you're looking at starting up a business. Will this actually make money? And what is the margin? And by margin, I mean what as a percentage, how much of your revenue, so i.e. all the money you bring in, as a percentage, how much do you keep? That's what margin is. 
there's various margins, but basically that's what it is. Um, and you can understand, okay, so if I'm going to bring in 20 grand worth of sales and I'm only going to keep two grand, that's 10% margin, a bit of public maths, which I don't normally do. But if is that actually worth it? Is it worth the headache of doing whatever the business is? Yeah. And maybe, or maybe not. You know, maybe it's very easy to do that in the industry that you're looking at, and then therefore, ten percent margin is um, is uh, absolutely fine. You can even look at the margins, and there will be analysis on uh, if you if you go into a statement of financial position and a profit and loss statement into a company, there will be other information there which you can basically turn into percentages or already given as percentages and understand what sort of margin you would be expecting. And then of course, Google what these things mean. Like if you don't know what um, a quick ratio is, Google it. Uh, and then there's, there's many, many um, financial ratios and things, but you know, Google is your best friend really. You can yeah. learn all of it. And like I said, like, like we said, at the beginning, don't get caught up into so much research and development because mm. you don't even have proof of concept that your business works. Not that you fail, that your idea sucks. I'm not saying that. It's just once you have dollars coming in or money coming in, then you can work with it. And this is where important is monitoring uh, your expenses. At that point, you need to get an understanding of where does the money go? And where does it come in? And my also my other recommendation is scale down on those things that work and cut those loose that doesn't bring you any money. Um, and I think that's also one of our past episodes where we talked about the uh, 80-20 rule. But there's a different 80-20 rule, I think. Yeah. Um, the 20% of effort brings you 80% of income. And so if you focus on the big dollars, this is where you scale down and everything that's cost intensive, time consuming, and only bring you 20% of income, those you want to cut off, cut loose. You don't need it. This is like the headache customer that always wants to negotiate to the penny. That's always the, the person who is making trouble and you spend so much time on solving that issue without getting anything in return money wise. Um, so that's that. And you have uh, wrote down overheads and variable costs. Um, what are overheads yeah. in terms of English? I don't know what that means. So what is oh, overhead? You don't. Okay. Yeah. So there's two main costs can fall into two main categories. Uh, overheads. Well, it should be really fixed versus. Okay. Okay. That's, that's okay. I wasn't but, sure. So fixed costs or overheads are basically. Um, your rent, the stuff you have to pay every single month without no matter how much money you make. So your rent or your mortgage, your power, uh, you know, star, uh, staff could come into that depending on how it works. But then really what you want to see here is the difference between fixed costs and variable costs. So fixed are fixed every single month. Variable costs depend. They The cost of that item or, or group of items will depend on how many sales you make. So very simply yeah. put, if you are basically manufacturing a product that for example requires two products so you bring two products together and then you make a new product 
Uh, I'll just use a guitar very simply. You have a body and a neck. Imagine you get the body, you buy all the bodies and you buy all the necks. Forget all the other parts, but and then you combine them and then now you have a guitar that, that's supposed to work. Um, obviously, there's more components, but just for the basic. Then you would realize that necks and bodies are a variable cost to producing that item, right? But mm -hmm. then your power, or if you have the same amount of staff every single month, no matter how much you produce or how much you sell, um, is that's going to be a fixed cost. Yeah. And in terms of a lot of these lean businesses, and by lean I mean there's low overheads, i.e. you don't need an office just like your business, you don't need an office, yeah. you don't need, um, you can do a lot of your marketing online and this sort of stuff. Um, your variable costs will very much will be very close. Your total very variable costs will be very close to the cost to acquire a client yeah. because a lot of the work is done only once you've once you've acquired the client, right? Yeah. So I know with your with your um, with your marketing business, you will actually kindly introduce them with a welcome pack, essentially, yeah. with some equipment in it. So that would then therefore be a variable cost, right? Yeah. Makes so sense. yeah. So yeah. So I wasn't sure about the words overheads because I knew fixed versus yeah. variable. I wasn't sure about yeah, overheads. Yeah, so it's, it's basically fixed. Yeah. Overheads. You think about it as something over your head, basically, so that you pay basically. Got um, it. Got it. Got it. And then you can do various other calculations like overheads per you know unit of output and things like that. I won't bore yeah. it too much, but if people yeah. are interested, there are ways to analyze your business in in just there are endless ways to analyze your business yeah but as long as you understand what the meaning is and you don't waste so much time analyzing as you do concentrating on that 20 percent that produce yeah your 80 percent i agree um also worth mentioning about overhead and uh, overhead or fixed cost versus variable cost um try to be as variable as possible yeah um i would say that's just my personal opinion how work like how to be it as safe as possible or like risk-free kind of thing um mm. because that way you do not have a failed business quickly it's more a longer time you have more time you can buy yourself more time to declare it as a failure in case you need to have a failure so for instance my business runs entirely variable, which means um, all I have to pay is my my rent, which I, it's my home office. Yeah. Then I have my internet connection, uh, my phone, my cell phone, and that's that's that. I don't have anything else yeah. that runs um, besides anything. And regarding the employees, I have contractors, which is a variable cost. So if I have more work need to get done i purchase or get more done with my contractor which then just means um the variable cost goes up when my projects are going up too so um yeah. when the income that. is going up the expenses are yeah. also going up so rather than just having a steady line of expenses and then your exactly. income is going up or yeah. down yeah and so what this does or what this allows you to do is um here in the us at least you can hire people based on performance for most business uh, for most job descriptions meaning if they perform well for example sales or um, mechanics or labor intense um, you can pay them per project or per performance um, 
administrative work. This is exempt that you cannot do this. So you have to employ them here in the United States, at least by law. Uh, so you can outsource those uh, for contractors. So you don't have to hire an accountant, for example, or like a person that does your, your administrative work. So just hire a contractor instead. So you do not have a fixed cost attached to your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's that. Do you have anything to add? I'm, I'm really thinking of what, what else can we, uh, I think that's it there. really. I think that, I mean, should we just recap it quickly? Uh, yeah, we, we can. Um, first thing is admit that you don't know if you don't know, if you know, that's good. But if you don't know, don't hesitate to say, oh, I know, and then you don't know, and then you hire an accountant, and then the accountant is screwing you over, which, by the way, happened to my dad because he doesn't like finances or finances, um, like the dry work of finances. He likes the money. but it's mm. So he got screwed over <laughs> by his accountants because his accountant just wanted to get the cash from him. So he was just making everything just look worse or better or whatever. And at the end, it turned out that his work was absolutely trash. Um, and I say it was my dad's fault because he should have just done his due diligence. So, yeah. and if yeah. you don't know the base, then you cannot confirm. And that means you rely on someone's honesty. And we all know honesty is a rare commodity this day, these days. <laughs> Uh, what's the next point? Next point is? Um, yeah, sure. We'll take it in turns. So the next point is understand your own personal finances, understand what is going in and out. And uh, off the back of that is understand what your monthly expenses are and then produce a set um, a savings pot yeah. uh, or a runway so that if you did want to cut your current income stream, you quit your job then you have enough money in the bank to eat for say six months or 12 months yeah the next part would be um your business finance that that's essentially is what is the projected cost what you need to cover what you what your new baseline is going to be and just run with however long you want to plan ahead of financial safety net i'd say or you have a part-time job that covers those costs um yeah, that's that. What's next? Um, so, yeah, I guess off the back of that is to, you know, do a bit of research, a bit of digging, get some quotes. Yeah. Um, and things to understand what the cost would be for your specific business and use a bit of logic as well. Um, and then lastly is just, yeah, fixed costs versus variable costs. So you want to be as much, ideally, as much on the variable side rather than on the fixed side. So fixed costs basically are fixed at month to month. That same amount comes out your bank account, no matter how much money you make, variable costs can vary depending on how much money you make. So you want to be more towards the variable side. And then maybe when you're making lots and lots of money, then you can start fixing some of those costs because potentially you could save money. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the uh, last point, just do it, man. Just, just just fucking do, do it, it yeah. just do it um it's scary can be scary it's supposed to be scary um but that's why you are getting into the two percent and not the 90 98 percent of people so